Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. Basically, I mean, even though I am an air sign, I mean, look at look at my chart. I am a water sign, so <laughs> I'm in it always for the drama. So you're just pointing to like a PowerPoint behind you. It's like, look at this. Chart. Like, <laughs> I'm a water sign. <laughs> like, I know we're focused on this up here, but look at I all. I won't this. sit with you all at the lunch table, but like, I do identify. So. <laughs> I'll just make eyes at all of you. I'll just be in your group chat, but I won't be sitting with you all. Yeah, I'm in all... Sure. My That's whole fair. life in high school was in everyone else's group chats. Oh, my God. <laughs> just not not, not making eyes with anyone. That's my whole... Oh, so exhausting. I love it. I love to be part of everyone's group chats. Not saying anything. I just want to be part of them. I just like to know. Oh, oh God! Oh, just thinking about it right now, just mm, <laughs> take me just back. Makes you so warm inside. I just like to know. Good Lord! Welcome to Into the Twilight, our drama podcast. Welcome. Yes, it's a narrative fiction podcast. <laughs> yeah, about uh, being in group chats in middle school. <laughs> no, not in middle school. That's too real. That's not narrative. Fine, whatever. That's just a serial. <laughs> That's just me bringing truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just like reading your old group chats and like talking to people you went to middle school yeah with. that's just me bringing stories from work every day and talking about them yeah one of these days ira glass has to do that right just ira like... glass in a middle school <laughs> just that <laughs> soft soothing voice with the pe- students just screaming while walking by yeah I... yeah. yeah i love that I would love yeah, to hear that. Great. Just the dichotomy of that is beautiful to me. Sure. Ugh. Well, welcome to this exploration on toxic masculinity and also the drama welcome. surrounded by it. Yeah. And listen, Ira Glass is just at the center of all of that Venn diagram. <laughs> Here's the thing that you all haven't known as we are creeping ever closer to 150 episodes. Ira Glass has been on this podcast every single episode. We've just selected to mute that <laughs> microphone. Yeah, God. he listen. He has a lot to say, and we appreciate it. Um, but it's just not always the mood, you yeah. know. It's just it doesn't always fit with the brand. Yeah, instead of um, instead of making those like bleeps that you do when curse words happen, <laughs> we found that that was disruptive to our audio. So sure. Cody decided and brought to the table during <laughs> our meeting that we decided just to mute Ira's audio because it was it wasn't yeah. offensive it just didn't fit with our personal brand right we still keep them on though it's just we hear it because there may be a time where it will be relevant right we hear it but it just hasn't yeah. gotten there yet yeah but you all don't hear it Ira I'm, I'm yeah. sorry I just didn't want to talk over you during this time but we felt like the audience needed to know <clears throat> shout out to Ira Glass our homeboy in the stude yeah, in the studio. This is what happens when we do a podcast recording in the morning. When I haven't had my juice. Oh my god. 
<laughs> don't even talk to me before I've had my juice. Can you believe I've been making that joke for so long without realizing the implications <laughs> that it had with Lizzo? Can we get Lizzo on the pod, please? Lizzo? Ira, uh, can you get Lizzo, please? <laughs> Um, yeah, there's a lot of Lizzo implications, there's a lot of Janelle Monet implications. I mean, that's what happens with, like, when our brands coincide, you know? Right, sure. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cody, how the hell are you doing this morning? Um, I'm good. Uh, I got, I made a very stupid purchase the other day, and I'd like to show you that right now. How are you? Let me. Yes? Just... Now, did you just <laughs> unmute Ira's mic? <laughs> That's what he sounds like, yes. Ira, I didn't. <laughs> it's just him screaming. <laughs> I want you to know that my cat Spooks is now so per. She's looking at me with eyes like, you just disturbed me. Um, I'm sorry. I, I just want to take you behind the bit, listeners, of where I'm at when this just happened. Yeah. And also, if you are on transportation I, on the bus, I'm sorry. If you are driving, I hope that you did not just crash. What the actual fuck was that? <laughs> it's a stylophone. It's like just a... definitely not um, going to Google that right now. So. Yeah, no, How Google it. Uh, it was it was popularized. I mean, it's, I think it was made in the 60s. It was popularized because David Bowie made Space Oddity with it. Um, and it's like a little digital, like, keyboard, but it's like metal, and it's like with a stylus, and it just like makes crazy robot noises. Yeah, the first thing that comes up is, is Bowie's name. It's, so it's a synth is what it's... Yeah, it's like a little synth. I don't like that you have this power. And my immediate reaction is that I need to get something. This just becomes dynamic banter where we have, like, horns <laughs> and just, like, making noises I'm in, in competition with one another. Yeah, I mean, I'm proud of... Thank you for getting one of these. I'm just gonna look uh-huh. on Amazon for how much a soundboard costs really quick. <laughs> I just think this opens a lot of opportunities for the podcast. <laughs> like, if I wanted to make, like, a cool theme song for a fake game show that I love to do... Or if you make a really funny joke and I can just be like, <laughs> you did it. <laughs> like, yeah, that's really good. I think it adds a fun element, you know? <laughs> I mean, I think that the whole thing about, like, our fan fiction time at the end is that <laughs> I'm doing something that you don't know. And that gives me a lot of <laughs> power. But now, sure. now you have power and I don't know about it. And that... Uh-huh. I don't like that. <laughs> and so that yeah, makes me sure. feel like you probably feel. <laughs> and I don't. I don't. Yeah, welcome to the last three years of my life, Alex. Uh, hmm. I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm Thank happy you. for you. Thank you. And also, I'm just going to. There's, there's some one day orders on a soundboard. <laughs> If this thing has a lot of fucking knobs that I don't understand, but it also has 69 ratings, so I'm going to trust that. Nice. 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 This, 
fucking soundboard looks like something from Back to the Future. You know what? I'll look at it later. Um, <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just deal with that. I can't wait for this podcast to become unlistenable. <laughs> I can't wait to just send all of you away. Um, it's just a battle of the bands. It's just, I just want to get back to Guitar Hero at some point. Okay. And if that means just making it on a podcast, then that's fine. Sure. Anyways, um, I'm excited for you to have this. Thank you so um, much. Is it, does it, I, so I don't know anything about synth because I'm, mm-hmm. I don't do acid. Um, <laughs> so does it work on its own? Does it have to be plugged into like a mic? No. So it has its own little speaker thing. You can't, there's like an, an audio input and that you could like connect it to a speaker or something, but it's all like self-contained and like a little handheld sure which is super cool sure that's interesting Mm -hmm. well thank you for bringing some actual informative things into our current events yeah today oh i'm all about teaching and wisdom and (laughs) spreading the good word the good word of synth yeah (laughs) what the fuck okay well when you say it like that it does make me sound like a cop. <laughs> Hi, do you have time to talk about the good <laughs> word of sin? Hi, you've heard of Jehovah's Witness, but might I introduce you to stylophones? <laughs> I would slam my door faster. I wouldn't even yeah. open my door. I would just be like, "Hi, I'm calling the cops. <laughs> Get your music box out of my property." Yeah. Yeah, that would be fair. <laughs> And understandable. That would be worse than carolers, because there wouldn't even be a holiday associated <laughs> with it. It's just like, what the, get off my lawn! <laughs> Except for, you know, I'm a millennial, so I don't own a lawn, so. Right, yeah, hey. Okay, um, do you want to talk about actual current events? Hell yeah, I Actual do. current events. <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay, we should talk about something that is relevant to the date and time, which is, I was pausing for you to do your music box. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Cody! <laughs> one more time. One more time. Let's I'm talk ready. about actual current events. <laughs> God, it's just <laughs> awful. Um, I could I could change the tune, too, if we wanted. That's a little bit better. The other one was... <laughs> I love when it's... I also don't know how to play this. <laughs> it sounds like... It's. <laughs> it sounds like a child's toy that's batteries are dying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. That's what it sounds um, like. So the first thing on our current events. Also, sorry to everyone that's listening. This <laughs> one is going to be arguably unlistenable. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have no regrets. No, you shouldn't. Um, the first. <laughs> thing on our docket today is that Dakota Johnson just had a birthday. Woo! Which is fantastic. So happy birthday to our love, our wife, Dakota Johnson. Um, and to celebrate, we've got a couple of news pieces here. The first one on our audio medium that is unlistenable today <laughs> is a couple of visuals. <laughs> Uh Um, And it is a piece from Hollywood Life that is 30 of Dakota Johnson's sexiest looks of all time for her 30th birthday. 
We love to see And, them. I mean, these are, these are quite beautiful. So, they're very good. Uh, yeah. But there's some of these, I mean, because they're from all time, they do have the good old gap. Yeah, R.I.P. Yes. Um, but they are, you know, I just want to give a quick moment to shout out Dakota Johnson, but also her stylist, because yes. her stylist knows how to choose outfits that work on her body type. Yeah, they suit her very nicely. They do. Um, there's hardly a time when there's something that she wears for, like, a red carpet that does not look good on her. Um, yeah. So that is something that's very clear on here. There's a lot. I'm especially looking at, where was it? There was, um, I think it's on this, like, gallery. I'm looking at number 8 of 30. It's, like, a form-fitting Givenchy dress. And it is, like, one sleeve is, like, a see-through lace, and one is Uh not, and it is, it is very pretty. Yeah. And, like, this little side tail moment. Yes. (laughs) It's just, like, it's very good. Yeah, she, it's very clear, looking through a lot of these, that she likes to, obviously, like, play with color and play with shapes, but she very much likes to stick with, like, a plunging neckline. Which works really well on her shape, too. Yeah. Um, but happy birthday to Dakota Johnson. Yeah. Happy birthday. Shout out nepotism. Oh my God. We love it. <laughs> we love to see it. Um, and also, there's some news that came out um, that she has started a podcast, too. Hell, yeah. So it's called The Left Ear. I'm not entirely sure why it's called The Left Ear. Um, other than that, it's it's a podcast about um, sharing survivor stories about sexual assault, which I think we mm-hmm. briefly touched on this about a year ago. Yeah. Um, she had posted a phone number for survivors to leave voicemail about sexual violence. Mm-hmm. And now she's, like, curating those and, like, I think it mentioned in her Instagram post that she's, like, pitching the voices to protect their anonymity. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the podcast is all about sexual violence. Oh, so uh, apparently in this caption, she says, the left ear is the ear closest to the heart. Oh, I mean, yeah, that makes so sense. So it's like an intentional choice. Interesting. Okay, sure. Sure, yeah. Um, But it's, the first episode is apparently already out, but it'll, the Mm -hmm. next one is out the day that you all are listening to this, which is the the 7th. So, go support our colleague, our co-worker, and also our wife, Dakota Johnson. Yeah. So, that's, I'm curious to see, I think it's just, from what I can tell, I mean, it seems like it's something that's important to her, but also probably using her her privilege and her voice mm-hmm. to to support that, which is pretty cool. Yeah, hell yeah. So, um, next up, uh, you have you did a little bit of work with this by seeing seeing this movie earlier this week. Do you want to talk about the lighthouse? Boy, do I! All right, fuck. <laughs> okay, um, talk about our dad. No spoilers, uh, but it's great. 
and it's gross and our two dads are doing their thing and it's very good i'm excited to see it um yeah it does not come out on my side of the tracks for a hot mm-hmm. minute right. uh, but i am i'm excited and i've just from seeing your brief notes that you posted on our twitter <laughs> I am intrigued, yeah. to say the least. Yeah, there's a lot of... It's like very meaty. There's a lot of good stuff in there. And it's also so gross. And you just see Willem and Robert, like, just fart and poop and are covered in mud. And you're just like, yeah, this is cinema. This is it. This is Great. it. Great. Um, and we will be doing a bonus show or something, Yes. We will, with our boy Luke, who we've talked about, is probably the biggest fan of this movie. And also us. We'll have an episode. Right. And us, obviously, because we're the best. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll have a whole podcast just about the lighthouse, so... I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I cannot wait. Um, Alright, so I want to end on my favorite one of today, but let's yes. continue on the Arpats train. Um. Mm. Which is some some sad news for me personally. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm looking at this from CheatSheet.com. Some news. <laughs> I'm I'm imagining that this came from like a press junket talk sure. about since Arpats is still on this like Batman train and also mm-hmm. probably from the like lighthouse talk. But apparently Arpads hates the nickname that he's had for a decade plus. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he hates Arpads and says that it's apparently, he says he's not a fan. He says, quote, if I could figure out a way to get rid of that, it'd be amazing. It does sound like an antacid tablet. And that kills me, first of all, because I say it nonstop. And yeah. I mean, I think it's because of a lot of people that have longer names, like J-Lo has this, A-Rod has it too. And so I don't, I don't know when it started. I feel like I've been calling him this since Twilight. I don't know that I called him this during Harry Potter, but mm. I just pour one out, I guess, because he doesn't like it. So... I'm sorry, my boy. I, I'm sorry to have hurt you, you, I down. guess. I just yeah, didn't know. Fuck. Shit. Yeah. Um, last, but not least, is... Um, I saw this on Twitter, because I think you tweeted it for us. I honestly don't remember. Time is fake. Probably. Um, but <laughs> Teen Vogue also talked about it, and we, we have some case to... And I don't know that it's news so much as it's just... Fans are, fans are talking. Um, but it apparently got Teen Vogue's attention. And um, folks, we we need another Twilight reboot for yes. so many reasons. Um, but the the current discussion on Teen Vogue right now is that we, as a community, want a reboot with Cave Stew playing both roles. It's what we deserve. And why why is that currently in our discourse? Well, it's cuz it's because of this fucking photo from Case 2 of her in 
looking like Edward. Oh, because she, yeah, she looks just like yeah. Robert Pattinson. So I don't remember yeah. where this photo came from. Um, oh, I don't know. It's probably just a But it's just thought. a, it's just a random photo of fucking Case 2 looking hot as all get out in yeah. a fucking blue Henley and a black blazer, just looking <laughs> all like, Ed, like very Twilight-esque colors. And right. very much in like the, I don't remember what. I think it was an Audi. I honestly can't remember. But, like, that scene where he's, like, I'm going to hell anyways, car, where it's, like, a very branded scene in Twilight. <laughs> yeah. Where he's got the sunglasses on. Um, but in this photo of Casey, she's just got a cigarette, too. And so folks were like, yeah. um, I'm sorry. I think she can play both roles, actually. <laughs> I think. Mm. And so I just, I love that people are like, um, yeah, this is kind of perfect, actually. She's too powerful now. She could just play both roles. Yeah. And I love it very much, and I support it wholeheartedly, actually. Hell yeah. I kind of love that because I can imagine, um, I can imagine this working for a lot of the characters. Like, if you can imagine, oh, I'm blanking. On oh, if you can imagine fucking Anna Kendrick playing mm. her role as Jessica, but also playing Mike Newton, all of my problems are fixed. Yeah, that's pretty good. No longer would fuck Mike Newton even be in place. Sure. Just saying. But would society recover from that loss? You know what I mean? <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but it's just, it's a beautiful photo. It got a lot of people talking. It's fantastic. So. Yeah. All right. We have a couple of questions. Woo! Go ahead and start us off. Rachel asks us, do you think Bo and Edward picked up careers in the future like Carlisle did? If so, what fields are they working in? That's a good question. Yeah. I mean, probably. Mm-hmm. Sure. Just for. I feel like Bo would probably be like an English teacher or something. Yes. Absolutely. Probably, yeah. probably professor, just because sure, fuck right. them kids. Academia. Yeah, right, fuck them kids. Um, and also, she would probably view high school as, like, traumatic. Um, sure. Oh my god, she she could just go to school forever. Like, she could just keep getting PhDs and shit in everything. Absolutely. That would be the dream. That would be very good. I would, especially because you're, like... As a vampire, you're like, I don't know, you can stay up all night and, like, keep learning. So I could, like, get rid of my... You're really good at studying. Yeah, you could, like, get... I could get rid of my fucking test anxiety. How nice would that be? Yeah, that'd be pretty sick. Yeah. Um, I think I think Professor would make sense for Bella. Um, uh-huh. And, I mean, I'm sure Edward could probably do that, too. Sure. Um... I feel like that would probably be the obvious choice, just because they... But mm-hmm. I'm trying to choose one that's probably not that. Um, sure. Let me choose one that's kind of pure. I'll say music teacher. Ooh. Maybe like a, like a fucking tutor or something for teaching kids or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Because that way... Yeah, I'll, I'll do that one. Maybe he, he teaches kids how to play the piano or something. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the the obvious choice that a lot of them have done, because I think they mentioned this in the books, was like they went to colleges and they were either college students or professors there. Right. Okay. 
Um, next question. Uh, why don't you read this next one? Oh, you don't want to do it? No, no, because I read, I saw your reaction to it, and I, I want you to read it. Uh, Taylor Brown Townlotner asks us, does getting your flu shot make you stronger than Edward Cullen pre-vampirism? <laughs> <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> you galaxy brain motherfucker. Uh, I, God. I mean. Yeah, I mean, like, it must, right? I mean. Because he's just like a, a sick, <laughs> like, a Victorian child. Like, ghastly pale and dying. Well, yes. And, I mean. Obvious answer is yes, because he died from the right. influenza. Right. So it would just be kind of an asshole Shit thing happens. Yeah. to look at him in his influenza, like in his dying bed and be like, what's up, motherfucker? I got my influenza vaccine. Um, but yes, I love that a lot. Yeah. That's beautiful. I do like how you've interpreted that as <laughs> you getting, like, vaccinated, like, in front of Edward while he's dying of influenza. Yes. <laughs> like, why is that the scenario? <laughs> well, because I would imagine it's, like, if you're doing it, I don't know. I don't know why I thought it was, like, back then. Um, <laughs> it's just, like, a standoff of you and <laughs> I just, I don't know. Every time I think about Edward Cullen, I'm just imagining always fighting him, because that's just, like, what I want to do. Valid. So. That's valid. Yeah. Well, fair enough. All right. Uh, last question is, nightmare Halloween costume. Am I supposed to understand what this means? I think it's, like, Halloween costume? the way I interpreted it was, like, uh. the, I interpreted it as, like, uh, your least favorite Halloween costume. Oh. That's what I thought it was. Sure. And not, like, what you would wear in your nightmares. But you can take it as whatever you want. (laughs) No, sure. Um, mm. I've been traumatized so much over the years. And that's why I wanted to know (laughs) yours. And I can't pull out a damn thing. I don't know. Pennywise really fucked me up. Like, I didn't, I've never, I haven't even seen any of the movies. I'm sorry. But I've now know too much because for that one year, it was like 2016 or 2017, when people were really into that costume and we had, we sold like a bajillion of the same Pennywise costumes. Um, I never want to see one ever again. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, mine would be... I mean, I'm legitimately terrified of masks, and I came out and told my my kids this this past week, and they were like, any mask? And I was like, yes, any mask. Uh, (laughs) But I think, when I think about masks that really scare me, and like the people behind them, um, Mm -hmm. I think about the kind of impetus for it, and that was like the Strangers movie. Oh, sure. Um, Yeah. Or like currently also like the purge um yeah right (laughs) so yeah uh, people in masks doing fucked up things is yeah purge masks especially are really horrifying yes because they just are like trying to look like real faces yes but they're latexy and plasticky and they're really gross and haunting right yeah that is no thanks that's a that's a hard pass for me yeah thank you and no 
Speaking of, no, thanks. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about you. All right. Let's do it. Is there a way to play like a sad violin on there? <laughs> um, definitely not, but I'll just pitch it at the lowest volume and see what happens. Okay. That's very good. Did that work? That was pretty good. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like Yeah, I have a gift. <laughs> I was imagining like the Titanic sinking music in my head. Yeah. But that was pretty close. Yeah. That's my inspiration. <laughs> you could say I um have a musical mind. <laughs> I as much as I was very nervous about that thing like 30 minutes ago, I w- I am uh, I'm warming up to it now. I'm glad you're turning around because I'm having a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's um there's something to it that is beneficial instead of us making the music with our voices. Sure, yeah. And it's got a weird charm to it. It's fun. We're having fun. Yeah. There's benefits to to that instead of us making the sounds or my boyfriend's sneezing so loud that I that comes across in the audio. Yeah. Bless him. Literally. Quite literally. <laughs> I don't understand how how people sneeze so loudly i just but welcome my boyfriend to the podcast okay um where we left off last time um was joe was literally about to kill a man yeah <laughs> like disassociating <laughs> about to kill a man who was yep. doing like volunteer work in in new york when beck called obviously drunk and now mm-hmm. chapter 41 starts and um surprise but uh beck's drunk wow um uh, so very interesting um and joe of course because he's joe like last chapter was like oh yeah beck called she wants to fuck and this chapter starts and he's just, like, holding on to that pillow that they got at Ikea, which still has a tag on it. And I'm not sure if, when he talks about that, if it's, like, the manufacturer tag. Like, the ones where it says, like, only the owner can cut this off. Or right. if it's, like, the the Ikea tag that has, like, the plastic thing in, like, the sale. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know what exactly he's referencing. Me either. Uh, I'm assuming it's, like, the plastic one that has the sale price on it, but whatever. Sure. Um, So he's just, like, looking at that underneath the table, and Beck is just, like, drunk and crying. And he's just, like, cool. So, uh, we're... So want to (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, He just, like, gets Kleenex and is just, like, willing to, like, put those on her face and, like, still have sex with her. Um, and he's just, like, looking around her apartment being, like, cool, so you've made a lot of progress. You have curtains now. (laughs) So, good job. Wow, Beck, you're really adulting right now. (laughs) But, um, you have apples. Like, I know all of your friends are dying around you, but But, the decor has really stepped up its game. So. Yeah, including the apples on your counter that are rotting, Beck. So, progress. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's like I'm just gonna put in a compost bin yep. right here when you're not looking. And during this whole time of her being drunk and crying, he doesn't really know what's going on because she hasn't explained it yet. Um, mm-hmm. But we do find out after a bit that it's because Peach is dead. Shocker. And yeah. Joe then starts to freak out because he's like, uh, <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> and how could I be? He starts crying. It's like a whole thing. Um, yeah. And so he's also like, I. They know. Everyone knows. Oh well, yeah, because that's the part where he's like, no, it's impossible. Like I put a ton, like a literal ton, of rocks <laughs> in her pockets. Um, and so he starts to reconsider. Like, did I do my job right? Um, and then he's like, nothing's made well anymore. <laughs> like, the zippers were plastic. They probably disintegrated. Fuck those zippers. He's, like, freaking out. And um, he starts, Beck starts to explain, like, they were in Rhode Island, at her place, all this stuff. And he starts thinking about, like, when I shipped her off into this jetty and, like, pushed her in, she should have, like, kind of fallen all the way through the sea to a different country. Like, that's not how this is supposed to work. Yeah. And he starts thinking about everything of, like, there were too many people in that state that I talked to, I was sloppy, and talked to everyone, and what if they all got together and they know, and then he's like, oh, shit, the mug of piss. (laughs) So. Fuck, it all comes back. Yeah. Um, And so... Beck starts to explain about the email and that, you know, when she took off, um, Beck didn't know if she was serious or not. And she also says, like, um, for the past few months, like, I hadn't heard from her. But, you know, like, sometimes with friends, you can go ages without talking to them and everything's fine. Which, like, sometimes. But the way that she's described her friendship with Beck, or with Peach... That does not seem to have happened before. Right. And that would be a, a surefire signal that something is wrong. Exactly. Right. So then after all this worrying um, that Joe is doing while Peach is talking, or while Beck is talking, fuck, I can't get any names right. Um, Beck finally says she didn't disappear. She she killed herself. She committed suicide. And then finally Joe starts to like relax a little bit mm-hmm. so Be- Beck decides to get up and get vodka because now it is time for her to tell a story <laughs> <laughs> I got a tall tale <laughs> exactly so this is the part where she starts to describe that like all of her friends are have died and she starts to blame it on herself and not the fact that that only started happening when Joe was around Right. It's like, there's no, come on, there's no, there's no way. I also love that she associates all of these deaths with her lying about her dad. Yes. Oh my God. And she's like, oh, well, obviously the universe is punishing me because I told people that my dad was dead when he wasn't. And now all of my friends are dying around me. (laughs) It's like, what? Do you remember if she said she was raised religious or not? Um, maybe. Because that sounds very, like, religious to me. Yeah, yeah. 
or even like lapsed religious to me. Right. Um, yeah, sure. Just indoctrinated with, you know, divine punishment growing exactly. up. Exactly. You were like, oh shit, this is how life works. Yeah, because. No, it's because you have a, a serial killer boyfriend. Literally. <laughs> That's why. That's why. That's why this is happening. Yeah. Um, that, that whole scene was, was wild to me, but. Yeah, buck wild. But again, it makes sense because, you know, that is how she has been taught to think by Joe. So it makes sense to me. Um, and so she goes on about like, it is my fault. Like I was last one to see her. I should have known all this stuff. Um, and also, um, she starts to read her or peach's last email to joe which was like joe like gets off on this because he's the one who fucking wrote the email and so Mm. he's like loving it which was very gross and then after all this um beck shares with joe about uh fuck there's too many names um peach trying to come on to beck Right. And so this is the part where Joe is like getting very excited because he's like, yes, you're opening up pedal by pedal. It's happening. It's like, oh, my God. OK, so gross. Um, and so he's she starts saying like this was not the first time it happened. Um, and so they start finally he starts like explaining like it's not your fault all these things and so this is the part where because beck is upset and emotional and drunk she you know is looking for comfort and goes at joe and they have sex very healthy very good yep but this is what this is what beck does and yeah she loves self-sabotage of course she does and loves it and joe uh, interprets this as like great we're back together right it's like oh she's in love with me and has been in love with me forever (laughs) who cares it's like no she's just manic (laughs) and traumatized and all of her friends are dead (laughs) yep and you are the one who answered the phone right yeah and so that is, um, so they, like, have sex, and in the morning, they, like, are at breakfast or whatever, um, and the chapter ends with them saying, like, when I get back to the table, we, or, yeah, at this, like, diner that they're at or whatever, we start all over again. And it's like, great, that's exactly what Beck needs from you, Joe, is, like, you to be back in her life. When she was, like, starting to get her shit together. So, chapter 42 is gross um, for so many reasons, but especially because Joe is doing the thing where he's, like, counting the days that they are together. Ugh. And I hate Dear it. diary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's awful. Um, they, the other thing that I find super gross, but I... <sighs> And again, it's not surprising because it's Beck and she, like, lies about things. But she talks about these robes, which she got from Peach's place. But she says that they're from the Ritz-Carlton. And so they come up, 
um, her and Joe make up this whole thing about, like, the rule of the robes, which apparently is supposed to be this, like, cute and, like, sexy thing between the two of them, but is also just, like, founded on lies, like, their whole fucking yeah. relationship. Mm. Um, but apparently it's, like, when you were in this apartment, you're allowed to be naked or in a robe. And that's, that's it. It's not anything special. Uh, um, Joe is gross, like always, um, because he says, like, I promise to abide by the rule and I like you all charged up. Um, he also says, your therapy worked because your daddy issues are gone. And with me, you're a woman, not a little girl. (laughs) By day five of being together, and I'm, the way that he describes this, it's that it seems like they don't have any personal time alone from each other, which again, very healthy, really good for boundaries. Um, mm-hmm. They're all they seem to do is just have sex and eat and sleep and watch Pitch Perfect, which again, live your bliss, but also yikes. Right, and also I think it's interesting that his whole relationship with Karen Minty, they were just loafing about and watching shitty media. Yep. And he was like, this sucks. I can't believe I'm wasting away my life like this. And he's now doing the same exact shit. Yep. Living the same life. But with Beck, and he's like, this is what it's about, baby. This is life. This is love. This, this is perfect. This is love. Just max and relax and watch and pitch perfect. Can't stop thinking about that shit with my girl. Ugh. It's like, what do you want? Yeah. What do you want? Yeah, I, the, it's, especially because, like, Karen Minty wasn't great because she was doing a lot for him and it was not healthy for her. But this is, this is, uh, Joe. <laughs> Joseph. Joseph, you're awful. Why do you, yeah. why do you ruin things? <laughs> why can you not go to a therapist that is actually, like, healthy for you? Um, but yes, there, this is awful. Um, so he, apparently, there's also this part where he uses a, a vocab word, <laughs> um, to emphasize the fact that he's, like, smarter than everyone around Beck, even though he just went to college. And then he talks about how it's so cute of Beck that apparently she woke up in the middle of the night and left, like, a trail of crumbs and a dictionary open that was smeared with chocolate icing and cake on the counter, which, like, I don't... I don't know. I don't find that very appealing. (laughs) That just seems like a recipe for ants. Yeah, that sounds like a mess. It does. It sounds like a mess. No thanks. All right. So, there's, this is a whole thing. We should also talk about the fake Scrabble. Because, if I remember right, this happened earlier in the TV show. Yeah. Because there was... That was, like, a preemptive to the breakup, if I remember right. Right. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, that because this this whole scene of, like, the everything ship and then being all lovey-dovey was, like, a lot earlier. And then, like, 
there were things that were like, oh, are you, you're being weird, and then they break up or whatever. Yeah, because there was, like, that surprise birthday party for right, her. At the bookstore. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they have, they make up the fucking fake Scrabble that comes up to the everything ship. Um, there's where he makes the cake. There's also that part where she's using his toothbrush, not because she forgot hers, but just because she likes his. Gross. Beck? Mm. Not good oral hygiene? So I, and he, the way that he phrases it, too, is like, I like using your toothbrush because it's like inside of me. It's like, ah, no! Who wrote this? I hate this. Caroline, stop. Get help. Get some help. Please, please make it stop. <laughs> I need you to stop because we can't do this anymore. I can't keep reading things like this. <laughs> and there's a part at the end of this chapter where Ethan, bless him, is like they're at work together and he's like, so just so that you're aware, like I understand you're in the honeymoon period and it's all great and perfect, but just know like it's not always going to be this good. Like, you know, it will settle a little bit. And he's like, Joe's like, fuck you. It's only going to get better than this. And, um, and that starts to get into Joe's head because he can't handle that. And so he's like, what if Ethan's right? What if you don't text back? And so he just texts hi to her. And then immediately, because they, the problem that was mentioned before is that Beck will constantly be texting Joe at work to the point where he can't get anything done. And it's like, Mm-hmm. Beck, you worked there. Like, stop. <laughs> um, but she immediately responds with, I love you. And it's been like two weeks at this point. So, great. Thank you, Beck. Um, and so Joe obviously freaks out. Um, and that is where the chapter ends. So, <sighs> great. Good things. Good things to be saying to someone who is uh gonna kill you Beck. i know you don't know yeah. that but <laughs> spoiler alert uh run please get out <laughs> uh, but we're about 80 percent of the way through we've got oh god home stretch <laughs> um on my audible app it says we have an hour of reading left so that's nice um but next week we have chapters 43 and 44 so we're almost there we're almost there yeah okay yeah (laughs) our yeah patience oh my god (laughs) all right i it's great it's great. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. No, thank you. <laughs> um, I have pulled up Reductress for this week. Because yeah. it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. All right. Would you like to start this week? Yeah, we got to introduce a new one. We got a new family member. It's Rachel. Also known as Rachel Gray. Woo-woo! Who's a $10 sponsor. Who's gonna be? Five trash cans that close so gently you want them to touch you. 
I love that one so much. It's very good. All right. Shout out to Janae Jasper. Woo! Who, whose name is pronounced correctly. We, yes. It's been confirmed. Yes. All right. Should we really cancel the careers of men who ruined the careers of others? <laughs> uh, shout out Kelly back. Who's going to be how to remember the person you were before you got this sick leather jacket? Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Shout out to Sophia Salinger. Ow. Who's going to be I drive a sports yeah. car because I have a tiny vagina. <laughs> Shout out to Aaron Salinger. Who's gonna be how to trust someone whose parents aren't the worst. okay. Uh shout out to Alex Blythe. Yeah. Uh who's gonna no, I don't want your emails. Uh who's gonna be <laughs> Hottie approaching your airplane row showing no sign of stopping. <laughs> Shout out to Taylor Brown Town Watner. Who's gonna be? I lived it. I only look hot in roller coaster photos. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> And shout out to Katie Weber. Ow! Wow. <laughs> uh, who's gonna be <laughs> four erotic novels that won't turn you on as much as pulling the pit out of an avocado? <laughs> True. Oh my god. I have a scar god. from pulling a pit out of an avocado because I am an embarrassing white person. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a it's a badge of honor. <laughs> it's shaped like a fucking horse screw or what? <laughs> it's shaped like a horseshoe, so I don't know what that has to say about me. <laughs> All right, so we have our fan fiction, yeah. and I chose this one specifically, spooks. Please stop. Thank you. Um, I chose this one specifically to celebrate Dakota Johnson. Of course. So this is titled Fifty Shades of Gay. And it is by Bad Fic Wagon Train. I think that's our name. Okay. Um, <laughs> and... It, it, it was published on December 21st, 2013. And here is the summary. Kate Cavanaugh is worried about Anna's new relationship with Christian Grey, mostly because she knows she could do it so much better. And this has 2,000 words. I will read all of them for you now. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> no, I won't, but... All right. Let me. Spooks, don't scream. It's just a fan fiction. It's fine. Okay. All right. There we go. All right. Anna, my best friend Kate Cavanaugh pushed the open the door, peering in. Got a minute to talk? Oh, no, I thought. The patented Kate Cavanaugh evening interrogation. What's she call it? Talking? Ugh. 
out loud. Sure, you're my best friend. We've got a whole weekend ahead of us, Kate exclaimed. What do you want to do? Great, the Kate have enough free time merriment planner. I just barely stopped myself from rolling my eyes. That was a bad habit, I knew. Christian Gray had told me. I can feel myself blushing furiously at the very mention of his name. Oh, Christian wanted me to meet with him. All weekend? Disappointment was written plain on Kate's face, and I braced myself for a full-force Kate Cavanaugh expression of disappointment concern. I mean, what do you guys do all weekend? Don't tell her. My inner goddess was in... Oh, God, I forgot about that. My inner... <laughs> My inner goddess was in an uproar, sticking both middle fingers in the air at Kate and her impertinence. We talk. Anna, Kate sighed. Look, I've been with guys like that. Told me I couldn't talk to anybody about what we were doing. It was controlling, and he didn't respect me. My subconscious was nodding in agreement and swatted at the traitor bitch. Well, sparring a moment to wonder how I was aware of a mental construct defined specifically by an individual's inability to perceive it. It's not like that, Kate. It's so wild. So, so... Kate shrugged. You're enjoying sex. Lots of women who were raised to believe that their vaginas were made just for pleasing men and pushing out babies are surprised by that. I realized I was biting my lower lip. Stop that, I admonished myself. There's so many things about you you're wrong, Anna. You don't understand, Kate. He's gray. Well, yeah, that's his name. Confusion crossed Kate's face for a moment. Oh, it's a pun, because his name is Christian Gray, and he's all edgy and morally ambiguous. Good one. My inner goddess nods in agreement, pleased at how I put that together. Look, so he's into kink. It's really not all that taboo these days. Everyone's down for a little spank and tickle. My heart hammers. How could she know? It's not like that, I exclaim. Seriously? The Kate Kavanaugh eyebrows of complete and utter disbelief are in full effect. Because three nights ago, you couldn't sit down after you came home. I think fast, Steele. Close the car door with my behind. What the fuck? Uh, really hard. Genius. I mentally reach for... A high five from my inner goddess, but she's really busy running hard against herself at the memory of Christian's hand rising and falling against my behind. No, my ass. His ass. Sure you did. Kate purses her lips. End scene. Well. There's a part in here, like a couple scenes down, where she starts talking about, Kate starts talking about herself as like Miss Kinky. And like Mistress mm. Spanky, so things get like wild. Yeah. Oh God. So, uh, keep reading for folks that are interested. I guess. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I won't. Um, no. Because uh, I don't. I don't. That's just a uh, part of the job. Um, well, there's something that we have learned, and it's, as we say in Seattle, get bit and get whipped. Ow! Ow! <laughs> On some wolf shit. <laughs> well, in all forms, <laughs> in all forms except physical, I am a wolf. <laughs> This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, 
as well as intothetwilight.show. You can send us an email at intothetwilightshow at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at intothetwilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at yourghosthost44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at Eli Sauerkraus and KrausFilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, you can find at KB underscore underscore Smith on Twitter. You can find Allie on Twitter at IntoWildPlaces, and you can find me at Dyke Discourse. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media. Audio for everyone.